Tonight, we're going to talk about uh, Larry Bird stepped down as the uh, Pacers president. Uh, uh, kind of touch base on who's kind of looking like they're going to stay at IU and who's going to stay in the NBA draft and also see about uh, what the Colts did in the draft and see if it was good or bad. Well, go from there and see what happens. All right. Well, uh, Kirk, I do have to admit I am so glad that you're not in that car. That the GPS wasn't that bad, but but that feedback on your microphone was horrible. Yeah, I'm telling you, where we were, like the route that it takes us back home, it's weird. Um, it takes us these weird back roads, but it's quicker. So I mean, like yeah. when I said we were in the sticks, we were in the freaking sticks, man. And that guy at the gas station, he could have been an axe murderer, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were. We it was were a little tough to go there for a little bit. <laughs> we were definitely worried about you. All right, so let's, about uh, <laughs> let's uh, <laughs> jump right in here with topic number one. So we have uh, Larry Bird stepping down as president of the Indiana Pacers. Uh, we know that Kevin Pritchard has been named the, pre- the president of basketball operations right now. Uh, what do you guys think about this? Do you think this is kind of maybe a bird realizing that George is gone and so he's kind of like, well, well, shit, I'm out? Or do you think this is kind of a owner's decision to kind of say, hey, listen, bird, why don't you take a little break, step away for a little bit so we can try to keep George? Which one of those scenarios, if any of those scenarios, do you guys think is well, likely? I was going to say, there could be a third one. It could just be that he's ready to kind of settle down a little bit and not have as much responsibility and kind of stay on as, you know, in some capacity as a consultant, but not have all that time that he has to put into it. You know, maybe just, maybe he wants to take a break and step back a little bit. But well, it could be the other yeah, one. How do you how do you go from being the top dog to now sitting back and being told what to do? You know what I mean? I think you're either in his position. I think he's either top dog or he's out. Like I think he, I think it's a little bit of all of that. What's going on? I think he, if George leaves, he's got a mess in Indianapolis, and you know I don't I don't know how far out they are, depending on who they can pick up. But I I just think he's kind of being like, you know. I, don't really want to deal with it. Maybe he just wants to uh, kick back and relax, but at the same time, doesn't want to kind of leave with a uh, on bad terms. Maybe I don't. I don't know. Did you see his explanation that he gave? No, what's that? Well, he was quoted um, just on the Pacers dot com site. Said it had nothing to do with the team or his health. He said he's sixty years old, and there's other things that he wants to do away from basketball. I've also seen yeah. where he's been quoted saying, maybe when I turn 70, I'll come back. And But right now, my wife is happy. She's been on this run since I was a sophomore in college. I mean, you know, I mean, he's been at it for since, what, like, 79? 
Yeah. You know, 40 years in the NBA, dude's had a good, good run. Uh, you know, I mean, from the Boston Celtics, from the Dream Team to, you know, now the Pacers, uh, he's, he's been in the face of basket. He's been the face of basket, NBA basketball for a long time. He's well represented the state of Indiana, in my opinion. I mean, when you hear Larry Bird, you don't think very much negativity. So, I mean, he's had a great run. He's 60 years old, and maybe it is time for a break. I mean, shit. I really think that's what it is. Yeah, but I don't think it has anything to do with anything else. I think it's just that, you know, he wants to go do some stuff. Like you said, he's been doing it for how long now? Right, right. Yeah. So. Right, but you could I think too if if there was any possibility of a you know bringing a ring to, to Indianapolis, you don't think he'd be leaving. So I think the the writing's on the wall. And I think it's inevitable. He knows what's coming, and he you know he's just kind of getting out, and relaxing, and you know I want you guys there. I agree with that, but I mean it's the writing's right there on the wall. He knows what's going to happen, and uh, I just think he, it's going to be a mess. Well, and you know, maybe he just doesn't want to be the one that that has to bear that that brunt of all the work that's going to take to get George to stay. I mean, if you think about it, like what it's going to take to get him to stay in Indiana, it's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of kissing his ass. It's going to take a lot of movable pieces. And you know, maybe he's at the point where he's just like, I don't have the energy to to cater to this superstar right now. Because I'm sure that it takes a lot of energy, you know, to to work through all that. Because so I'll tell you what, watching this Cleveland game, they sure as hell ain't going to beat them anytime soon. Well, they yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 74-96 in the They got 96 points at the end of the yeah. first quarter. Well, I think it may have to do with the gold out. I mean, that, that can psych you out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what to think of it. I mean, I don't. There's so many things that could, the thing he's not. You know, the big question going around now, and you don't hear much negativity, but like, did he get forced out? You know, was he was he kind of asked to step out? Was he kind of you know take a step back and let's you know rethink this situation before we possibly do lose? You know, PG for good, and we, you know, then we do have to rebuild. Because they lose George, and, and you know, they have to rebuild. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Well, here's the thing too: is with him, with him stepping down. I mean, are the Pacers, are they really, are they, are they worse off? Were they been better off? Is it kind of a lateral, you know, transition? Like, are we really hurting that much? Because, I mean, honestly, I haven't really heard a big hoopla about it, like, oh, my God, Larry Bird's gone, freaking out. It's like, okay, you know. I I think, I I don't know, I think it's more ironic, really, to me, that Bird stepping down the year that Magic's starting in the front office. Like, does anybody else kind of think that's a little little ironic? (laughs) That is Uh, weird. Kind of, in a way. I mean, you know, that's kind of, one of those like subliminal subliminal hints, but I'm just saying, you know, maybe he's just like, you know, hey, let's let's let have let's let Magic have a have his time because I don't want to 
I don't want to get my ass kicked by him again. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I don't, the more you read, the more you... I mean, the dude is 60, so... I mean, what's he what's he doing now? Chasing money? I mean, come on. Right. <laughs> Pretty sure he's got plenty of that, so... Yeah, I don't know. I just honestly think that if he thought there was going to be a, you know, a ring or a championship in Indianapolis anytime soon... I'm not. I'm thinking he's staying, but yeah, I don't. I don't think he sees that at all. Well, the the money he's going to get is the big thing. Because I mean, I think honestly, he's going to get the most money with the Pacers. I was just reading this thing here, and I don't quite understand it. But it says if George doesn't make one of the All NBA teams, he could re-sign with the Pacers for 180 million over five years. And it says in either case he can sign with another team for four years and about one thirty million. That's a big difference. Well, if he makes right. that all NBA team, he gets like a seventy million dollar bonus or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So that'd be. I do. Yeah. Yeah, and then so I think that there's a a player's option in there somewhere. I don't know. All the contract negotiation shit's complicated to me. I don't even like doing it on NBA 2K. <laughs> if the re-sign players, I just restart. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, shit. <clears throat> but, yeah, I, I don't know. It'd be interesting to kind of see how the, the rest of the summer goes after the draft and everything. See what, uh, what, what happens with the future of the Pacers and the future of Paul George. Speaking of draft, yeah. Speaking of the the draft, we can segue right into our second topic of uh, some of the IU basketball guys going pro and hiring agents. So we knew and we've known for a while that OG has signed an agent, hired an agent, and so now it came out this week that Thomas Bryant has also hired an agent. Um, what are y'all's thoughts on that? I like it. Honestly. <laughs> I mean, I really yeah, do. I, know. I think that... Man, I don't know. Uh, it, gives, it gives Devin Davis a chance to shine, and um, I think he's going to be a better player anyway. Yeah, but... And I know I agree with that 100%, but, man, did you see Pedestal Miller put him on? And was talking about how... Uh, forget what. I think it was the Davis podcast. Yeah, Davis. That I was listening to about how if he's wanting to, you know, if he he's wanting to be a big man in the Big Ten and wanting to get X amount of touches per game that his body's nowhere to be found. And and uh, they were talking about, you know, what they were doing with the, the ball handling skills and the the drills and, and all that going on. Uh, you know, and they were talking about, shit, hang on a minute, somebody's pounding on my door. <laughs> I'm going to have to edit this shit out. Yeah, hang on a minute. <clears throat> well, I, You're going to have to make a sign up on your front door that says, do not disturb. Do you know what date they have to declare if they're uh, going to the draft or not? Is it the end of this month? Um, I don't know. <sighs> For some I reason, May 24th. Pops out to my mind. 
check her out. I'm not going to do it. What did you do? Order a pizza? Lordy, ask me if he wants to cut that limb up. <laughs> do you want you to put your charcoal ashes around this tree? Yeah, well, that's up. The early entry deadline is April 23rd. So they had to declare by the 23rd, but it doesn't say when they can. This article doesn't say when they can. <laughs> All right, I'm back. That's old Frank Tucker. <laughs> Frank, Frank Tucker, the neighbor. Down in Mount Vernon. Oh, shit. Yeah. No, we got a... The trees washed up in our yard. Hey, speaking of rain, did, did, did anybody see uh, McAfee's post about his backyard, like, springing a leak? <laughs> shoveling the water? No, I didn't. Yeah. Well, he's, like, shoveling the water, and then he, like, plugs his hand down into this hole where it was bubbling out of, and it starts shooting out of another hole. <laughs> He's got two fists jammed in these holes, and it starts bubbling up in another hole. He's like, I don't know what the hell is going on with my yard. It's it's pretty funny. <laughs> May twenty fifth. You keep on rolling, or May twenty fifth. So it's twenty fourth. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I can edit it all out. Uh, but yeah, I did see on an article or or a podcast or something where uh, Archie was kind of saying he's got a lot of upside. But his body needs a lot of work, and he's got to be in the gym, like, now. Yeah. And he's got to stay in the gym. And he, he kind of said, you know, missing last summer uh, was bad, you know, was, wasn't good for him, so he's got to make it up this summer kind of thing. Like, to me, that's like, if you're, if you're wanting to be the guy, you've got you've to work your ass off. To me, that's kind of what that meant to me. And uh, I I like it, man. I think that motivates uh, the players when you when you publicly call them out like that. Um, I I think uh, I think you know he'll he'll take it the way it needs to be taken, and I think he'll turn it into some some external motivation. Especially with Brian, I mean, he is going to be the man down there now. Right, right. They're talking about Hartman banging down down low too, and I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know. I don't think his, his knees can be healthy enough. But you got you got a better chance of getting Morgan down there and banging than you've got Hartman. Yeah. yeah. Or Priller. Exactly maybe that. maybe Priller's gonna be the, the guy to kind of fulfill <laughs> the role and get up going on there <laughs> yeah. bang. They've got they've got Brian yeah, protection maybe. in the late first round. I, yeah, I've heard forty two, I think is yeah. Yeah. So we'll so, see. But um, I think a a big part about it is too, Archie has told everybody and that's what Ninety nine point nine percent of people like is that he's like, man, I'm not guaranteeing you're going to play. You're going to have to work for your spot. Right. But he's like, you know, I'm guaranteeing if you work hard, great things are going to happen. I, I, now this could be total bullshit. You can take it for what it's worth, but I think Brian's the type that you gotta, you gotta baby him and tell him, oh, you know, you're our best player. Don't worry about, you know. Right. Forget that, man. Those days are over. You know what I mean? You want to right. work for it. Exactly. Now, that could totally be speculation, but how many times did he lay on the floor last year because he thought he got fouled? You know, I, and, you, know, you know what's funny about that? You bring that up, and I think I mentioned this before, but 
when he did that, have you ever noticed that the guys on the bench just like crack up and are like, oh my god, he's acting like a baby again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're yeah, like he's exactly a freaking drama queen. Right, that's what I mean. But yeah, you know, and maybe he'll fit in with Cleveland. Yeah. Sorry, Kirk. I know that's your team, on. right? <laughs> no, it ain't my team. That's Joshua's team. Oh, okay. <laughs> but all all that shit going on, everybody being like, oh, he's not ready, he's not ready. How many true blue college players? I would say maybe less than ten percent that commit to the NBA are actually NBA ready. Because well, he, they don't, you know, they're not, they're not informed to play right off the bat. You know, well, they're, here's the they're thing, too, though. They're not the way they want. What's funny about that same comment is if he waits to go next year, you start to hear, oh, he's too old. He's too old. Nobody's going to take a chance on him. He's too old. So, like, there's that fine line where these guys that are sophomores going into their junior year, they're like, well, shit, do I go and get criticized going too early? Or do I wait and then get criticized of being too old? Because how many times right. have you heard around the draft where you hear like, "Oh, well, he's he's twenty years old. He's you know he he's too old. Nobody's gonna take a chance on him." It, it's one of those things where it's like he's got the size, and that's something you can't develop is size. He can go. You can go stick him in the D league for a season, half a season. And get him to be where he, where you want him to be. I mean, he's averaging 12.6 points, 6.6 rebounds, a block and a half, and he's only playing 28 minutes a game. So, is he going to be a starter that's going to come in and influence your team right away? No. But is he going to be a guy that you can put at the end of your bench and they can come in and get you a few rebounds and some putbacks and and be a big body in there for a pick and roll, which is what all the NBA is about anyway. Yeah, and he's horrible at. Well, that's something that you can yeah. develop, though. Tom Crane maybe not may not be a very good coach in that aspect, to where he can teach him, you know, how to read this pick and roll, how to flare out, how to pop out, how to you know how to pin down whatever they need him to do. I think he can be coached that way in the the mentality of him flopping and all that. That's something that he's going to do where he lays on the floor, cries to the ref. He's going to do it once or twice, and then the the Twitter and Instagram and all that is going to eat him alive, and I think he's going to stop because you do that shit in the NBA. And, I mean, look at LeBron is a superstar. He does that in the NBA, and people eat him alive. So... (laughs) I mean, can he go and contribute somewhere? Yeah, because he has a decent size and he he can be coached to be the to do what you want him to do. Is he going to be? Here's a, the thing too. Think about this. Here's a tweet right here that says Thomas Bryant working from L.A. Big man hitting threes looks impressive. Like now, are you telling him he's going to be a three point shooter in the NBA, or is he going to be a you know a, a big man down low? Well, that's, personally, that's personally, I think, I think Cody Zeller had a better shot from behind the arc than Thomas Bryant does. And do yeah, you see I Cody shooting that. the three in the NBA? Not very often. So it, I mean, granted, it's going to depend on where he goes. But if you have a a situation where you're running a pick and roll, and he reads that and he pops out instead, and they 
they feed him the ball and he's got an open jumper and he can take it and shoot 30% from there, that's a, I think that's a bonus. Do you want him well, I think being it's a bonus, but, but how many times, too, is he going to take the ball on the pick and roll, go down low and get hammered? Not oh, get every the single ball. time. And then next every time around, time. he's not going to drive into the basket and get hammered. I mean, how well, much of that can you take, too, though? So if you put him on a team where, where he's going to be successful, he's going to be a guy where he's going to pick and roll and just drag the defense away from a guy. I think he would, honestly, where I think he would be a great fit is OKC. I think he would be a great fit to come in there and run the pick and roll for Westbrook and just kind of clear off those guys so Westbrook can, you know, it's not so much can Westbrook beat his guy, it's can Westbrook beat the the next guy. And I think I think he would be a good fit at OKC. Yeah, he very well may be. I don't know. Everybody that you read on this draft express is saying that uh, this big man's got potential. Indiana used him wrong. Uh, blah blah this and that. And then there's another guy on here that he he's not impressed. He's not having it. It says, uh, what does it say? Oh, it says right here. Uh, the only thing that's helping Thomas Bryant in this year's draft is uh, the fact that Troy Williams and Yogi Ferrell got stuck on too. So, you know, they're kind of banking on the fact that come Indiana, maybe they're more developed than what people think. I don't know. But I don't know. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I wish him luck. I mean, whatever. But he's got to be hearing something good or he wouldn't have hired an agent. Or is it Archie talking to him and being like, listen, buddy, if you, I would go if I were you because I'm not so sure where you would fit in here. Yeah. He's saying, have you seen Tim Brewer's wife? Like, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He'll be interesting. See what, I, I mean, I hope he does good, but. Yeah. I, I didn't really think he'd be the one to go. I really figured. Blackman, if any of them, but supposedly well, everything I've been reading is saying Blackman's coming back if he likes Archie and all this and that, so I don't know. So I'm looking at a tweet here from five hours ago from Mike Schmitz, and he said Thomas Bryant, he throws himself a reverse clutch dunk, and it says down to 9% body fat skill level was on display. So, I mean, maybe he's putting in some work and some people are going to, you know, they're, they're liking what they're seeing. I mean, you never know. He I mean, hell, he's been under a guy that doesn't know how to teach defense, clearly. Um, here, yeah, so here's another one. I see that one where he's shooting those threes. I mean, maybe he's been working, putting in the work in. I don't think he'll be a five in the NBA. He could be a four, you know, stretch four. So, you know, so I don't know. Like you said, I, I, I hope him, I wish him the best. And it's not one of those guys where we're like, damn it, he's gone. So, it's a good time for him to leave. Right. Uh, but I, I did hear something on a podcast that kind of made me think the other day, and about and it and it made me kind of a little bit excited. Uh, and they were talking about James Blackman. Now, when you say when you hear James Blackman, you think of two things: he he can score, and he can't play defense, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Those are the two things yep. you think about. Okay. Not necessarily in that order. <laughs> right. <laughs> so so let's let's think about this. When you hear Archie Miller, what are the two things you think about? 
Uh, hard work and defense. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you take Archie Miller, who is a no-nonsense guy, who can teach defense and coach defense, and you give him James Blackman for a season. Maybe, maybe he can turn Blackman into, even if he turns him into a decent, a decent, not not an outstanding, a decent, <laughs> mediocre defensive player. We've upgraded at, at his spot. Yeah. Because the, my, the only, my only concern is if you haven't played defense when you're at this level, how the hell are you going to start playing now? But that's a mindset. Well, I don't think it's I don't think it's a matter of, of not knowing how. I Just think it's exactly right. It's yeah, it's, it's a mindset. Well, like I said, it's, it's, it is. It comes down to laziness. That's what I think. Yeah, but you can flip that switch on and off too. Just how hard you want to work. You well, know, I think. You know, our team might have the ultimate motivator that Cream didn't, and that's... <laughs> yeah, go sit your ass at the end of the bench. Out of here. Exactly. exactly. And I don't think, uh, I don't think Archie will have a problem doing that. You know, uh, I think Crane was, either he didn't know, <laughs> he didn't know how to, how to do that, you know, like how to be that bad guy kind of, in a sense of, okay, hey, listen, you're not going to play defense, go sit at the end of the bench. I don't know, I don't think he had it any. I think Archie will have it any. I think Archie definitely will. He'd be like, listen, I love that you're putting 12 points up in this first half, but you just gave up 18, so you're killing us by six points. Yeah. Go sit at the end of the bench yeah, until you, I can figure out when to put you in. <laughs> yeah, you gave up 18 and you have three pals, so you're done. So. <laughs> yeah, and we'll put you in over the last second three. <laughs> yeah. We're two minutes into the game, so I'm gonna need you to set the fuck down. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think the biggest thing, the biggest thing. I don't think Archie cares what your last name is. You know what I mean? I don't. You know, he, he probably introduced him to you know I'm James Black, and he's like, cool. You know, never heard of you, but you know, you're, you know, just like you talk about Romeo and uh, who was the other one, the uh, the Smith and. Uh, Oh, the other dude he just talked to here recently. The one that was at the Silver Gauntlet with you guys. Uh, oh, I uh, who he was. The class of 2018. That, yeah, that kid that I walked right by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what yeah. But, uh, Aaron? Ah, Hamilton, Hamlin, Ham, something like that. Yeah. Hartford. But he, anyway, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Like, they, yeah. they did an interview thing, too, where... All of these players, all these recruits are like, the best thing about Archie Miller is that he just tells you straight up how it's going to be. Like, he doesn't try to fill your head full of, you know, false profit. It's just, here's what, here's our plan. Here's how we think you could fit in. You know, here's the results you could get out if you worked hard. It's not like, hey, we're going to promise you the world and hopefully it happens. You know, you're going to get what you, you're going to get out of what you put in type of program. And I, I mean, I think that's great. That's what I use about. Well, and think about it. Think about it like this, too. Eric Hunter, by the way. Hunter, yeah. Think about it this way. These are not his guys. So he's promised these guys nothing. There's not one verbal promise that he has. There's not one ounce of, oh, you know, I've got entitlement is the kind of the word I'm looking for, that he has with any of these guys. So he doesn't have to cater to any of their needs. 
like you're talking about. And right. I mean, I kind of like it. I like I, everything that he's done so far has been like, huh, that, that's nice. I, I like I like what he's doing here. And to hear some of these guys come out, these 2018, 2019 guys come out, and the way they talk about him compared to, to Tom Cream, no knock on Tom Cream, but just to kind of hear them say, listen, if he likes me, I'll know about it. If he doesn't, I'll know about it. Like, he's no-nonsense, to-the-point kind of guy. And I like that approach. I like what he has to – what he has to offer there. And, right. you know I mean? Now, I was a little disappointed this weekend because I didn't see him down in Atlanta. Because, um, you know, like like y'all know, I went and watched some of Romeo's games. But I like what he did here because he spent one weekend, the first weekend – with Adidas and checking out all of those cats on the gauntlet. And then this weekend, he's at the EYBL watching all the Nike kids. And maybe next weekend he's watching Under Armour. Like, like you know, like he's kind of all over the place. And right. I, I like what he's doing there. And, you know, granted, you would love to see him at everything that uh, Romeo's doing just so you can, you can, get him for next year. But at the same time, that kind of, I like that, that kind of mentality where he's like, listen, you know, there's other kids out here. You're, you're, you're just one kid. Like, I'm going to go look at some of these kids from the class of 2019. Like, he was looking at James Weissman from Bradley Beal Elite, six foot ten, class of 2019. And, I mean, this kid's being offered by Tennessee, Vanderbilt, Alabama, Washington, SMU, and, you know, uh, he he's a five star kid that Archie's going after, and I think to me I think Archie's like, look look at all these five star kids I can actually go after, like you know that's something that he's not used to having at at Dayton, and I think his eyes right. are as big as you know it's one of those situations where your eyes bigger than your stomach, and I love it I love it you know he's talking to everyone and he's trying to get everyone uh, excited about IU basketball, and I know he's got me excited. I think this is how that went down. Oh, yeah. He uh, he had a conversation with Romeo, and he said, hey, here's what's happening. I'm coming to see you. Do your thing. I won't be in Atlanta because i got to go get you help somewhere else. So i got to go check these other boys out for you. I think that's how it went. Yeah. <laughs> well, what are you looking for, man? I'll try to get him. <laughs> well, I can tell you what. I don't, know if, I don't know if you all looked at that picture of that guy wearing the IU polo that I sent, but I think that <laughs> yeah. dude just had the same mentality as I did. Is, well, I'm going to go show up with an IU <laughs> That dude was cracking me up. Everyone around me was saying, go over there and see who he is. I'm like, no, I don't know that guy. That guy's nobody. That guy's a fan. He had a legal pad, and it took that dude, I was watching him at timeout. It took that dude like four minutes to put in his unlock code on his iPhone 4. Like that. Pull up a Flappy Bird. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. They were like, that dude's got to be, everybody's saying, that dude's got to be a Bobby Knight, a Bobby Knight guy. I was like, I don't know who that guy is. He, that dude is like the, the guy who washes the jerseys in the town. And they said, listen, buddy, here's a, here's a cell phone. 
and we'll give you a credit card to use in, for an Uber, and we need you to go to Atlanta. <laughs> we need you to get shirts and short sizes, and candy stripe pants sizes. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Hey, did you guys see, you know, how we talked about a while back about that McKinley Wright from Dayton? Did you see where he signed? He signed uh, with an agent? No, he signed with Colorado. Oh, 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 he transferred. I got you, I got you. I was yeah. thinking he just see, played I for think, the Yeah, I, I think there was a, a scholarship conflict, though. I think it like, hey, man, I got a spot for you at IU. And then he kind of comes by you, and he's like, okay, never mind, man, I ain't got a spot for nobody. So, yeah, as a matter of fact, we gotta cut one of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think if he'd have had like extra scholarships open or something, it's a totally different. What's that do for our scholarship with Bryant leaving? I mean, that's got to. We have one. We have well, we have fourteen scholarships, and we only have thirteen available. So we still have to get rid of one person. Okay. Yeah. And unless like. Like I said, you know, there was kind of some speculations about uh, Green transferring. Um, yeah, I don't like that. I like that. I don't either. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so I've heard a little bit about that. Um, and then also uh, Galon or whatever his name is, they said that from from what they're hearing, he's not going to – he's not going to cut any uh, – or let go any seniors. And Yeah, I don't think you can. And and to be honest, I, I know Priller hasn't shown much, but he does have some decent size to him. You know, and, yeah. and look look at what he and I know Perk has, has mentioned this before. Look what he did in that Purdue game. I mean he came in and he knew his role. He fulfilled his role and he gave us a spark of energy. And I think that's what you need. And having that as a senior leader kind of mentality, I think we're good with Priller. And I would rather, you know, send a sophomore on their way. Yeah, absolutely. Priller be a what would he be a junior? What's that? Priller be a junior? junior. No, Priller will be no, a Priller senior. No, Priller's a senior. Yeah. Oh, he's a senior? No kidding. Jalon or Jalon, that dude would have been junior. So, but supposedly, what everybody's been saying and putting on them forums or whatnot is that that dude's just going to keep going to IU. He's going to be a student at IU. He's just not going to play play basketball. So. Well, isn't isn't there a thing where no matter what, once you've been once you've played basketball on a scholarship in the Big Ten, you will you will continue to be. Get a free education. Isn't that something? Do I remember? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right there. So, so the dude will still get, you know, I mean, and you can have him, you know, like, hey, you can come be on the practice squad. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can still include right. him in part of the team, but at the same time, you know, he's just one of those guys that you're not going to get clock anyway, dude. Like, it is what it is. Right. Take one for the team kind of thing. Like you're getting your your college paid for, but I think, right. I remember hearing that a couple of years ago that if you play one full season under scholarship, you get free free schooling until you graduate. And I think that's Cody Zeller uh, used that this season, or, you know, this summer or this season, and he uh, finished up his degree. 
Oh, I got you. So, yeah, I, yeah, I remember. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's something like that. Yeah. Who knows? I'm, it could be a thing, too, where he's like, man, we got X amount of seniors leaving us next year. Uh, yeah, you know, you know if, if we have here. a spot, you can walk on or whatever. Well. Yeah. So, who knows? I'll well, tell you who I don't care if they would go be Curtis Jones. I don't like that kid. Now, okay, I, I'm well, also, okay, you say that. That's what I'm saying. I, I know we talked about Green, and I've read a few things about Green going and, and uh, something about not Bloomington, whatever it was, but I've heard more about Jones leaving than I have. I've, I've heard Green that, too. Yeah, so I don't know. I, don't I, I would rather see Jones go than Green. I think Jones had. Well, I think Jones well, had a lot of uh, hype about it coming in, and I don't think he's living up to that hype, and I don't think he's getting a chance to perform. So I, I think he might go as well. Uh, you know, he could be one that would go as well. Yeah, but you can't really base that off anything because the dude come in and. Drops like nine to twelve points, never got to play again. So, I mean, how many right. times does that dude come in and hit like two threes right off the bat and get put back on the bench? But, but the one thing you have to look at too is, you know, those two point guards that uh, Miller was looking at for uh, 2018. You know, one was the five star, and one was the four star, or whatever. You know, maybe a a mediocre player like that kind of sees that and is like, you know, my my future at IU may be sitting at the end of the bench. I want to go somewhere and play. Right. So, you know, that that'd be what I could see there. But well, yeah, just I looking at that 2018 class, I mean, the, we're looking. Eric uh, Ayla from Putnam Science Academy plays on the Under Armour circuit. A six foot five guy who's averaging 13.3 points a game. Then you got. Louis King from Hudson Catholic playing on the EYBL, who's a six eight guy. That would be great. That would be a great pickup. He's averaging sixteen points a game. Jalen Carey playing for New Jersey players on the EYBL. Uh he's averaging thirteen point two points a game. Like some of these guys in the two thousand eighteen class, I, I think maybe that one, Eric Ayla, could could kind of Fulfill Jones's role, but everybody else. I mean, that those are big guys, you know. And then yeah. maybe maybe he's worried about Romeo. You know, Romeo taking his spot. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what. I don't know what what goes through their head. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I, and that may not even be the case. I mean, we may. It just may be. A bunch of hearsay of what's what's gonna happen or what's right. I don't know. I've heard more about Green leaving than I have Jones, so yeah. I don't know. I'm, I could see Jones kind of being the type of the same way that's like, you know, he wants to play, he wants to play now, and he could play somewhere else. But I can't see Jones leaving and and making a that. lateral move. Let me ask you this. Do you guys think Jones should get more clock than Newkirk? No. Every time Jones gets the ball, I about have a heart attack. So, <laughs> so. He, I don't know, man. There's something about him. He just, he's so like, 
I don't know. Like, he can't shoot. Right. I think he shot like 12 air balls this year. So let's, let's talk about this then. Okay. So with what we have right now, who's our point guard, starting point guard? Do you go with Johnson if he comes back at the point? Newkirk. Do you go with Newkirk at the point or do you go with I, Green? I don't, I don't go with him, but I think that's who's going to get it. I put Green in there. I think he's a great ball handler. He can, he's a playmaker. I think Green's a better. I, I absolutely agree with that. I think Green's a way better point guard than, than Newkirk. So. Yeah. So here's what I'm saying. You have Green who could possibly take the starting point guard spot. Newkirk be the backup. You know, would you be happy at the third point guard on the team as a sophomore and then next year you have a guy coming in that could very easily take the number two, number one spot as a point guard and then now you're bumped down to number four maybe that's why he's maybe that's why Jones is thinking about leaving I hope so (laughs) I mean I do, I just don't like him I don't like his I think he's got to grow into himself, though. I, you know, you got to think, freshman coming in, playing assembly hall, packed house, you get the ball, you're putting it up. So whether or not good or bad, you're going to put it up. So I don't know, man. I, wasn't he the one on that video that uh, was going around the Internet? Uh, no warm-up, no nothing to do to hit like nine out of ten threes right off the bat. Wasn't that Jones doing that? Jones? I don't know. I honestly... I don't. I don't think I've heard really much about him since the off season. I know he's small. I know that. Like he, he's too skinny. He's need to put some weight on. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm. I could see him going, but I can't see that Green going. I know that. But, I would much know. rather Green stay. I don't think yeah. Miller will let Green go. From what I've read and heard, what he said about him, I think he thinks he's. Yeah. I would love to like see I Green said, get that starting job. Yeah. He just, when he's got the ball, I feel like he he can make things happen. You know, he's smart with it. I mean, we all turned the ball over last year, but I don't know. I feel like I, he can just, all right. I, I feel like he can be a leader with the ball. All right, here we go. Curtis Jones, in 33 games, only started once, averaged three and a half points, 1.3 rebounds, and shot 35% from the three-point line. Uh, 31 assists, 24 turnovers, came away with 14 steals. Made his IU debut scoring 15 points against Kansas in the season opener, including three of five from behind the three-point line. Dropped six points and grabbed three bounds, rebounds against Liberty. Uh, you know, it kind of goes on and on, some of the things that he's done. But averaging three and a half points. That's and how many turnovers to assist? What was that ratio? I didn't say anything about turnovers. I thought you said he had like 20-something turnovers, 31 assists or something like that. What made it? Drop six points. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. 31 to 24. Posted 31 assists to 24 turnovers. 
So yeah, I do pay attention. <laughs> I, clearly, I don't. I, I listen to what I say the next day when I when I listen to the podcast. All right, here's Green. Green played in 32 games, averaged 4.4 points, 1.8 rebounds, ranked third on the team with 22 steals, shot 43% from three-point range, scored in double figures in four games, including three of the five final games, connected on one three-point field goal in the season opener against Kansas, uh, scored six points to go with four steals in the home opener against UMass Lowell, um, He had a double-double against Penn State, 10 points, 10 rebounds. Uh, nothing about his turnovers to assist ratio. So, averages a little bit more points. Um, I think we get a better guard in green than Jones. Um, those, that 31-24 turnovers kind of now that Perk pointed it out that I read it, it kind of scares me. kind of scares me. I, that's a lot of turnovers. <laughs> yeah. How many Johnson have, how many Johnson have though? Oh, I don't know. I closed out that website. And the thing is, is he didn't play that much, so to have that many, yeah, that small amount of time. Right. <laughs> yeah. I agree with that. I don't know. Maybe he'll go to the NBA. Maybe he'll get put in a draft, too. All right, here we go. Johnson played in 34 games, uh, averaged 12.8 points, uh, 85 assists, were second on the team while he led the Hoosiers with 29 steals, averaged 4.4 rebounds, shot 37% from behind the three-point line, uh, Scored in double figures in 25 games. Johnson had 78 turnovers. 78 turnovers? <laughs> That's what go. I'm waiting on. Thomas Bryant had 78. Blackman, 58. Uh, those guys, had 76. Those guys, ooh. Yeah. I, I, I feel like Newkirk didn't play that many minutes. Did he play? I don't think he played a lot. Uh, Newkirk had Newkirk? 955. I don't think. That's the second. I, say, I don't even think he ever come off. Yeah. Robert Johnson had 999. Newkirk had 955. That's second most. Next person is Bryant with 954. Those are minutes? Yeah. Dang. I just feel Turnover. like. <laughs> 959 turnovers. <laughs> It averaged three minutes a game through 900 turnovers throughout the season. <laughs> Green had 40 turnovers. Okay, that's a lot. What was that you just team. tagged me in, Hilly? <laughs> you just watch it. <laughs> Jim Collins. <laughs> oh, listen to this. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Perk, you got to go watch that. It's on Twitter. What's, all right. <laughs> that's, 
the thing that Hilly just. Hey, Hilly, from now on, don't tag me in uh, that Twitter account. Go to my personal one. Uh, what personal one? Uh, TJ Bechtel or something. That's my uh, school one. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> no, you're good. That, that was not hey, too bad. But. So listen to this turnover stat. So IU last year had 517 turnovers. Our opponents, take a guess, how many they had? Uh, 250. 379. That's close. That's crazy, though. I mean, that's <laughs> no, it seemed like we were throwing the ball away every chance we had. We were. That, that, that every, every other one. Yeah, that mm-hmm. doesn't surprise me at all. And you got all inspirational quotes on your Twitter thing, and then you got Jim Gong dancing. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, try, I try to put stuff on there that, that that my guys will, you know, see and try out in the off season, and then uh, they see it. <laughs> Jim Kong dancing around with the North Korean flag. Oh, I just didn't follow that. I didn't know I had two of them. Hey, T, you like sushi, don't you? Yeah. I got a coconut. Is this, a, is this an ad read? Here. Uh, <laughs> I thought this was an ad read. No. Nah. I just got some coconut shrimp sushi. It's not amazing. <laughs> we almost had what an ad it? read, didn't we, Hilly? <laughs> yeah. I, saw, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was waiting on him to say, this uh, sushi is brought to you by Tucker Sporting Goods. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm so so buying into that. Uh, I should have kept it going. I, kept I don't know, man. I was pretty close to calling that number. <laughs> <laughs> I googled him. I was gonna be like, <laughs> speak with a Frank Turner. They've been like, who? Uh, <laughs> He's like, yeah. You just just text me about our podcast. <laughs> yeah, can I get Can I get a free kayak? Guess what I was after? Get get three free kayaks. We can try out. Oh shit! All right, boys. You uh, we got anything else about IU, or you want to transfer into what the Colts have done this past weekend? I tried to segue you a little bit ago, but you guys both missed it. You was on we the turnover it. train. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, turn let's turn us right on to our. Uh, Third point rundown of what the Colts have done in this draft. Um, we we know they picked up a hooker. They picked up a cornerback, a defensive end, uh, all kinds of uh, outside tackle, running back, defensive tackle, cornerback, linebacker, and that's pretty much the rundown. So what do you what do you guys what do you like what do you hate about this draft pick? Oh, I, I liked everything about it, it, really. Exactly. exactly. I, I like how I like how they got a running back, but they waited to get a running back. Right. And um, the, the dude doesn't look half bad. I mean, you know, he looks like he could really be developed into a player. Yeah. You know, so. so I I know our last podcast, mm-hmm. the one where we were doing live from the first round. Uh. We didn't know a whole lot about Malik Hooker. Uh, 
We know he's a safety at Ohio State. Uh, says I've got a thing here from from the internet saying again with teams crawling all over themselves to land offensive weapons in the early picks, there were defensive players available mid round one that no one thought would be there. Reuben Foster, Jonathan Allen, and of course Malik Hooker. The Ohio safety, the Ohio State safety should slot right in as the Colts' free safety, which prevents Indianapolis from having to piece together the spot Darius Butler was a possible cornerback to safety mover. Hooker's past health issues probably didn't hurt him as much in round one as his lack of physicality did and the huge run on skills position. The Colts don't need him to be a thumper just to keep doing what he did for Ohio State versus the past. So he's not going to be that Bob Sanders type of player. Uh that, you know, we kind of, or at least I kind of thought maybe he was. So, you know, he's not going to be that that guy that's out there like a, a headhunter kind of guy. He's just going like to be the, what's that? Yeah, he's going to be a center fielder. That's it. Yes. He's not yes. going to be the, the puncher. Here's the thing. I think we can, you know, it's, it's fair to say that we were all judging our decisions off of what Gruden was saying, but half the time, I don't even think Gruden knew who he was talking about, because you, the more you look into this Malik Hooker, and the more, like, the dude was supposedly a top five, if not at the very least a top seven draft uh, pick, you know, potentially. So, to pick him up at a 15, I think it's a steal, and they... Just like they interviewed Urban Meyer, I listened to an interview today where he's talking about Malik Hooker, and of course he's going to talk highly about him and uh, this and that, but he's like, how he ever made it to the 15th pick was beyond him. And he said, you know, Meyer's like, I don't say this about a lot of people, but Malik Hooker has the potential to be the best or one of the best safeties in the, in the NFL before it's all said and done. I think the oh. Colts were shocked too. Right. Yeah. Well, I think right. that's why nobody, none of us knew anything about him is because we didn't think, or it, nobody thought that he would be available to us. Yeah, we were all kind of like, right. "What the hell?" <laughs> yeah, and that—that's the thing. I don't know if you listened to Ballard when Ballard called him, and uh, now don't get me wrong. Dude, I, I like Pagano as a person, but I don't agree with the shit that he's doing. Like, Ballard calls him and he's like, hey, you know, when we get started, work hard, blah, blah, blah. He hands the fucking over to Pagano. Pagano's like, you know, Malik, he's like, you know, gonna chop some wood. Chop some, you know, he's going on and on talking about, you're the next Ed Reed. I swear to God, you're the next Ed Reed and was going on. Like, don't put a label on the dude. Just let him play. You know what I mean? Right. Let let him be his own man. That's the only thing I hate about that. Like, let the dude come in the NFL and don't compare him to anybody else. Let him be Malik Hooker and, and let it speak for himself. So that, that's the only thing that pissed me off about that whole ordeal. You know, so you know how Pagano is. Like, you know, iron sharpens and then all this and that. It's like, fuck, man. Just let the dude play because I don't think Ballard knows what the hell he's doing. And we finally have a GM that does. Right. Uh, and be interesting. I like it. So they got to do something about their uh, 
safety position. They're pretty in-depth at, at the safety spot, so that'll be interesting, too. Well, what do you think about the second-round pick with the the cornerback from Florida, Quincy Wilson? Okay. I like it, too. Yeah. I like it, too. Um, you know, I I think going to the backfield early is a is a good thing. Um, that that's something that we've kind of been missing. You know, we've been beat over the top a lot in our defense, and I think um, picking up those two guys will be a, be a great contribution to our uh, our defense. Uh, there's it is, there's nothing flashy about our two, our, our first and second round pick. Um, but, you know, they're coming from two great programs. You know, one in the Big Ten, one in the SEC. Um, so and I, they like, still need. I like. Yep. What's that? That's exactly right. What did you say, Park? I said, and they still need. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so then let's move on to the third round pick where we get the, uh, the, the defensive end, um, from Ohio. It says, with the safety and the cornerback under the belts, the Colts found themselves a pass rusher at 80. Uh, he played a lot of hand in the dirt defensive end for Ohio. Uh, but he really looks the part of a 3-4 edge rusher, which is where he'll be with the Colts. Very good value at this spot in round three. All three of those picks were graded an A. Uh, on this article that I was reading. So, uh, you know, I mean, if he can, if he can be that three, four, four edge rusher that we need, and he's good at, at fulfilling that role, I think our defense is going to be something to be reckoned with. I mean, and I know Pagano is a defensive minded coach, so I, I really have some, some high hopes for this team this year. Um, I know we've kind of talked about how we, we needed some O-linemen to, to save, um, to save Lux Aft. Um, but maybe we have some confidence there that <laughs> I don't have right now. Cause I, I think we need a, an O-line as well as a defense. Um, but I, I think the defensive needs are way way outweigh the the offensive line needs. Oh heck yeah! Oh, absolutely. And that, that's the thing too. You got to look how many of those offensive linemen last year actually played together the whole season. I would say <laughs> probably seventy five percent of them didn't even play with each other the whole season. Right. And another thing you got to look at too. I know Luck wants to win and wants to be successful and wants to and. It's 50% on his receivers also, but at the same time, you're in a three to four second drop back. Get rid of the damn ball, whether it's there right. or not. You know, don't, don't try to create something that's not there and then get killed. To ask your lineman to block, you know, five, six, seven seconds in the NFL is, is highly unlikely every play. So yeah. I think the offensive line is going to be just fine. I think they're going to incorporate the new. Yeah, you've got to have a different offensive style, too. You can't put it all on Luck's shoulders to make plays. You know, you got to have more play action, and you got to have more, you know, having that little three- to four-yard, you know, out right here in the flat to your running back every play to check down. So 
I think the offensive line is going to be fine. You know what? I don't think Peyton had a fantastic offensive line the whole time he was in Indy, but it was the type of offense they ran. So, you know, how many times, how many times did Peyton march down the field and throw a five to six yard out, just two to three step drop, get, you know, get rid of the ball? You know, right. so I think that's, that's what needs to happen with the line there, but about this. Yeah, you know, Peyton also fell down when somebody got within five yards of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is true. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you're talking about this fashion and when they picked him up from Ohio. This is another thing. You know, it'd be an honor to be, you know, Terrell Bashman, be called the next Robert Mathis. But, like, come on, man. Let's, let's not put a label on it yet. You know, I've heard multiple people say, you know, they could have easily just drafted the next Robert Mathis, if, if not better than Mathis. You know, it's like, come on. The dude hasn't even put on a Colts uniform yet. Yeah, but he's also, hey, I mean, so. he's, a, he's a defensive end, but he's probably going to be playing outside linebacker, though, because – the yeah, like a three four. Yeah, like a stand up outside linebacker. Yeah. Hilly, did you have you seen that second video of Jim Kong? That <laughs> yeah. <Nate Marana? laughs> yeah, I just tagged you in that. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, yeah, okay. it's gonna be interesting to uh to hear what they have to say on their podcast tomorrow because uh Overton got cut today, so Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty good buddies, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, I haven't heard much. I know you guys were seeing some highlights, I think, of, uh, Marlon Mack. What, what kind of, what kind of running back is he? Is he a, is he a turn the corner and get going kind of guy? Is he a bull through the hole kind of guy? What kind of running back was he? Ah, okay. For, this is how I think ESPN had the the whole fourth and fifth and you know sixth and seventh round, whatever. Well, I think they had them all screwed up because when they showed this uh, this Mac, when they showed this Marlon Mac and, and showed his highlights, I was watching a guy, a running back from Clemson, in the highlights. Okay. And they kept saying, they kept saying, this dude's from South Florida, and I'm like. Okay, maybe South Florida's uniforms look like Clemson. There was there was delay. Like ESPN was on a delay. Like they would they would announce a player, tell about that player, and then they would show the last player that was just drafted his highlight. Huh. So you mix that. Well, you know when when you anything on his highlight, so I don't. I don't know what I haven't seen highlights of this dude. I don't know. <laughs> I've seen some highlights of him. He's got some speed. Yeah, I don't I mean I I've watched some since then, but I mean he looks decent. He looks like next developing in this I mean he didn't look Yeah. Well I think you know, he didn't look was, like though. a it was more of drafting Gore's replacement rather than getting somebody that's gonna, you know, come in and just take over right now. All right, so Ballard says, at the end of the day, we went with Marlin because of the speed and the explosive playmaking ability. Mack instantly offers the Colts one-dimensional offense something that's long craved. Big play potential from the run game. Frank Gore has been superb in two seasons, scrapping out every yard he could behind the Colts' inconsistent and off their underperforming line. 
but the backfield has undeniably like sizzle. The team gener- generated only four runs of 20 yards or longer in 2016. That's good enough for dead last in the NFL. One explosion, six of Mac's 15 rushing touchdowns last season went for 43 yards or more. That's exactly what the Colts need. He can flip the field, more said, and he can create chunk plays. <clears throat> so, the dude rushed for 275 yards in a game in 2014. <laughs> hey, that's only uh, that's only 271 yards more than Hilly's uh, performance. Yeah. 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 Marlon says, I'm glad I'm coming to Indy because they got a great quarterback. He said, Big Blue's one of the best teams coming in. I love that field at Lucas Oil Stadium. It was a great turf. I'm just happy I got picked and I'm ready to come to work. I like it. I, I, I like the what I just read to you guys. I like what Perk's saying. You know, he had a 275-yard game or whatever it was, 79-yard game. I, I like it. I, I think it's it's a good running back pickup without spending a early second round draft or early first round draft pick on mm-hmm. somebody. I can see him. he's going to come in next year, and I bet he's going to be that third down back, kind of like Turbin was last year. To he's going to catch passes out of the backfield, and that's where he's going to be dangerous next year. I think. I like it. I like it. From what I've seen and what I've heard, I you know I like it. Um, the we had so we had the number thirty seven and thirty eight pick in yeah. the fourth round. So we had thirty one, thirty seven, thirty eight in the fourth round, and we took Grover Stewart from Albany State at defensive tackle. You guys heard? Did you talk I think about we had. Did you well, talk we about one thirty seven, one forty three, one forty four? Did you talk about Zach yeah, Banner? Zach Banner, the guard. That was around. South that was around South California. I kind of, I, I kind of skipped over him to go to Marlin, didn't I? Yeah. 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 So Banner from USC, the uh, outside tackle. Zach Off Banner. Off the tackle. What I say? Outside tackle. Outside. <laughs> yeah, As bad. opposed to the inside tackle. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, man, this guy looks cheesy. He's a big old he dude, like though. Off, man. Yeah, he's yeah. a big boy. Was he like 6'3 or something yeah. like that? He's 6'9", 344. Jesus. Damn. He's 23 years old. Me. <laughs> On a ladder. Uh, With him being a sign, he probably could be an outside tackle. He'd cover the inside and the outside. <laughs> He'd cover the whole damn field. Yeah. That dude yeah. is huge. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to go bankrupt trying to feed that cat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny, though, is we're talking about how big he is, but that that's like one of the biggest concerns is that people had because he was too big. To play that well, it says, <clears throat> Right here, it says one of the biggest players in the NFL draft is heading to Indy. 
Uh, USC tackle Zach Banner listed at 6'8", 353, was selected with the 31st pick for the Colts. Indy's looking to beef up the protection of Andrew Luck, who might be hit more than any quarterback in the league. Uh, Banner is the son of former NFL tackle Lincoln Kennedy, who played collegiately at Washington and was a first-round pick by Atlanta before finishing his career in Oakland. So he's got a nice little pedigree. Yep. Or not. Nice big pedigree, whatever you want to call it. Damn, that's huge. Six eight, <laughs> three fifty three. He makes that football look like a donut. Doesn't help fact he's dominating his mouth. It says on his profile, Banner's the type of player who causes a goalpost to shake when he takes the field. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. Oh. I like it. That's probably what sprung a leak in McAfee's yard. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Uh, Grover Cleveland. Did I read that right? Grover Cleveland. <laughs> Grover Stewart. <laughs> From Albany State. I don't know where that came from. Uh, even though Stewart comes from Division Two level, his production catches one's eye. Stewart had 27 sacks at more than 330 pounds from the defensive line interior. The NFLPA All-Star Game invited Stewart, and the big fella felt he more than had his own against Division One level talent. 6'5", 334. Jesus, Lord, we're going to have to get a separate plane for these two. About time we start beefing up. <laughs> Stewart will easily be one of the Colts' most physically imposing defensive players from day one. Damn, we got some big guys. It says he's got above average size. No <laughs> shit. <laughs> wow. Uh, above above average or above? Above, above average. <laughs> I tell you What's what, up boys. with this Harrison thing? Did, uh, I got passed out or something from the, the two fifth round picks, but. Another cornerback? Did they lose a bet or something? Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> the dude's only got one year of cornerback experience. But I, I think, I think we need to invest in the beef market in Indy with those two coming to town. <laughs> okay, What's so this, this, up there? this Harrison kid, did, are you reading this? He spent his first I saw that he, the Temple as a wide receiver? And then switched the cornerback as a junior? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Didn't give up a touchdown so after your, being targeted 36 times? So what you're saying is if it doesn't work out with Griffey's son that we just signed, this dude could play a little wide receiver? Yeah, but he's only six foot, not even 200 pounds. How so, big was Harrison? I mean, how big is T.Y.? Oh, yeah, I bet he was well over six foot. Marvin Harrison, you think so? I don't know. This dude runs a four five forty though. I mean, the dude's quick. You give him that. At maybe punt return. Oh, yeah, he's awful small. I don't know. I think I think it's a mistake. I think somebody pushed the wrong button. 
<laughs> it was that damn eight. Man. Like, hey man, what did? Man, we didn't we didn't mean to draft you. Uh, Zach Banner just happened to be just happened to be walking in the room and we pushed the wrong button. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is there. It says here that uh, Harrison is more of a developmental guy. There's quite a bit of upside and potential with him due to the fact that he hasn't spent much time playing corner, and that had to have been intriguing to Chuck Pagano and Chris Ballard. Harrison said today that he really bought into switching the corner when Jets head coach Todd Bowles told him after practicing in 2015 that he could be an NFL corner. So, okay. There's that. No, I mean, yeah. Fifth round guys, though, I mean, they're not guaranteed anything. You know, come out and. If you don't make the cut, seeing it, you know, you see you in free agency. How crazy uh, is it that after all these years, we finally have a draft where we only draft one offensive player? Yeah. About time, isn't it? Well, I guess two. We got a tackle. That outside tackle. <laughs> that the outside <laughs> inside. <laughs> <laughs> You always say uh, stupid shit yeah. that we get to knock on you at. Yeah. This is what it is. <clears throat> if that's the stupidest thing I've said all night, then that's fine. <laughs> well, that and Grover Cleveland. <laughs> I'm Googling Grover Cleveland. Was he on Sesame Street? Oh, I don't know. Grover Cleveland didn't come up. No, he's a president. No shit. No. No, you didn't know. No, no, no. <laughs> Hell, he was president <laughs> twice. <laughs> he was our 22nd and our 24th president. I knew that. I knew what the hell I was talking about. Sad news, those boys. He died in 1908, so he didn't get drafted by the Colts. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, I, I I knew what I was talking about. Just uh, hmm. <laughs> I think per Sesame Street. I think you're just thinking of just straight up Grover. Oh, he didn't have a last name. I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> if he did, I bet it wasn't Cleveland. <laughs> oh, I know it wasn't Cleveland. Shit. Yeah, that was Oscar that had the last name, the Grouch. Oscar the Grouch. Yeah, Grover's the blue one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one of them had a last name. Yeah. I think, <laughs> unless you count Bird with Big Bird, none of them had last names other than the <laughs> Grouch. We'll run with it. <laughs> uh, Our last pick was Anthony Walker Jr. out of Northwestern. An ILB. Independent linebacker? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Insanely long backer. Uh, is that dude, is that dude six five, four hundred pounds too? I don't know, I don't have his stats. Hold Google on. does. Six foot. No, he's a he's, 38. Man, he's a little guy. He's a little quick guy. 
He had 40 tackles, two sacks, and one pick. It says here that he went to Green Bay. Oh, wait, no, no, no. no, no. I'm reading. No, 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 no. It says he's the highest drafted Northwestern player since Dean Lowry, who went to Green Bay. I, uh, welcome to Indy. Pack your shit. You're going to Green Bay. <laughs> I need to. Well, who was it that uh, they drafted some dude in there cutting him already? Did the, you see that? Was it the dude that walked? I don't know. Didn't the Browns see that to Osweiler? We're going to draft you for your first-round pick, and then we're going to cut you. I wouldn't be surprised. There you go, princess. That's for whenever you're ready for. <laughs> OMG sounds like she's getting a little lippy. She is getting lippy. <laughs> she's getting all... She did bring me a beer, though. Oh, yeah. You can't, can't hate on that. No, I can't. I gotta run with it. Did you tell her you tore down walls all day yesterday? Oh, believe me. I tore down all kinds she of knows. stuff. Carried stuff. It was ridiculous. She did it, what? Smelling like a classic lumberjack? I did, man. That's what I use. I didn't smell like a classy lumberjack when I got done. I smell like a stinky-ass lumberjack. <laughs> smell like a fucking assy lumberjack. Yeah. Uh, yeah. bad. Uh, All right, boys, we done talking about the Colts and their uh, draft pick? Yeah. Yeah, we're done. All right. Well, we'll move into uh local sports blog with Keybag. Um, and Perk, you might want to put your pizza down. Might want to put your beer down and listen to me for a minute so you don't repeat this. But uh All right, my local sports my, my local sports blog <laughs> sports blog this week is gonna be about IU soccer. And I know we kinda <laughs> talked about we talked two times about IU playing Mexico. Well that match has been cancelled. Uh <clears throat> they cancelled it ye- uh yesterday. Says that the uh Soccer match against Mexican U18 national team was canceled due to weather in Bloomington area. With the cancellation, the Hoosier spring season comes to a close. Indiana finished the spring with a record of 6-0 and with victories over Cincinnati, Notre Dame, Valpo, Evansville, Xavier, and the USL Pro Side Squoke Park Rangers. With the cancellation, anyone who purchased a ticket is eligible for a refund. So any of you guys out there looking for a uh, your refund, go to Longfellow Park, Washington, Indiana. <laughs> uh, refunds <sighs> are, are able to be, uh, refunded up till May 12th. So there'll be no refunds given after May 12th. Um, all cards that were used to purchase tickets will be refunded automatically. Um, but that concludes the Hoosiers spring season and 6 and 0, guys. I mean, that's, Pretty impressive, you know. Not bad. Yeah. So, uh, the, you know, they beat Cincinnati three to one in their last match, um, and then, you know, this one gets rained out or winded out, whatever it was. But I think they were Probably supposed flooded. to play this. Very well huh. could have been. I, I was down in Atlanta, so we didn't. I didn't get any rain down there. Apparently, the day I left Indiana... Adam's boat did. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, my gosh. 
Would you get a French French fry clogged in it? Is that what it was? I don't know what it was, but the tires were fucking halfway inflated with I come oh, I had a mess. The bad thing was I thought my fish finder was in. Yeah, I saw that. I still, but, oh, thank God it wasn't. You're pretty lucky to find that out. So what why um, didn't it drain? Because okay. We'll uh talk about that as a final thought. <laughs> we got, All right, so uh, that, that'll wrap up our that'll wrap up our uh, our local sports blog. Uh, Perks, did you have anything with the segment you created for yourself and have never done? Dude, I haven't had time. Yet. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna do it. I just haven't done it. I haven't had time. I actually that one time I did have it ready and then um, we didn't end up doing it. I don't know what happened and then uh, I deleted it. Because it was like two days late. Speaking of that that segment you were supposed to do, did you guys see where uh, IU was supposed to play that uh, Mexican national team? (laughs) They got rained (laughs) out. I hadn't heard that yet. (laughs) (laughs) I heard you can get. And that'll do it for sports and more with (laughs) AC. Okay, anyway, you know, let's say he doesn't get sick, and uh, but something happens where uh, Arians steps in. Do you think Arians is now the head coach of the Colts, and if so, where would they be at today? Because that's one man I, I don't think know. Arians is, I, I think Arians is a better coach. Dude, the pins, time out, the pins just tied it up in the third period with a minute to go. Two to two. They were I'm down two nothing. I'm watching Houston beat San Antonio, fifty-two twenty-nine. Yeah, this hockey game's nuts. But anyway, what do you think about that? You think? I mean, how dumb I, I, of a move? I think Bruce Arians is a better coach. Absolutely. To be honest with you. So, but here's the thing. Do if he doesn't get sick, do you ever see Bruce Arians kind of step into that role and show what he can do? No, no way in hell. So are we even talking about Bruce Arians if he doesn't get sick? That's the thing. <clears throat> right. I I don't think so. I I agree 100% with you. I think Bruce Arians is a way better coach. Um, I think when uh, Chuck got sick and Bruce stepped in, I think he did a hell of a job. I don't think you would ever have seen that progress if he didn't have that opportunity. And I think he's still at Indianapolis as a as a coordinator if 
Chuck doesn't get sick, and I think we're a better team because of it. Right. Kurt? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's tough to say. It, as if he would have got an opportunity to coach, if he wouldn't have gotten a chance to prove that he could do it, you know. I think it was a bad situation for us because we lost a, a great coach, you know, but right. you never know. You know, you just you look back at it, and it is what it is. Yeah. What channel is that hockey game on? Uh, NBC. NBC. Yeah. It's getting ready to go into overtime. Six seconds left. So. What do they call that? Free hockey? Yeah, free hockey. Ooh, into regulation. Yeah, the goalie had a shutout going until about three minutes left in the third period, and he gave up two goals. <laughs> I, I don't think so, it's on regular NBC because mine's on commercial. Yeah, I was going to say, mine's not either. Because NBC, SN, whatever that means. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. It's a big difference, baby. Come on. Come the fuck on. Sorry, Grandma. Yeah, I don't know. This is one of our sponsors sent me this cable network. <laughs> 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 Why would they put uh, hockey? Damn, that's a hell of a slap shot. Oh, yeah, that was a hail mary. I don't even get that channel, boys. You suck. Well, I probably get it downstairs, but I don't do that. Dude, if I get the channel that they sell soap on, I'm pretty sure you get NBC. <laughs> Trust, Trust me. It's the NBC Sports Network, though. Yeah, that's what it is. Hey, did, did Krista get her stuff? Yeah, yeah, she did. Oh. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I have MSNBC. There's Donald Trump. I don't think I have NBC Sports. Yeah. I don't know. What cable do you have? Uh, Time Warner, whatever. Spectrum, whatever. Try 74. <laughs> oh, my channel's at like 900 something. Oh, never mind. Yeah, I got yeah. it. Wow. I used to have it. Mine's 70. Go to 70. 70. Yeah, 70 North, 74 Papa. 70 Fox Sports, and it's got, uh, not Spud Webb. Who's the other little guy from Charlotte? Bugsy Bogues. There you go. Bugsy Bogues in the spotlight. There it is, Papa's name. Five-time NBA assist leader, 90, 92, and 90. Five? 92 through 95. Bugsy Bogues. What a dude. There's horse racing. I would I wouldn't say y'all come down for a horse racing this year, but it's gonna be a little foggy. You still there, boy? No. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Were you guys ready to wrap this uh, episode up, or you want to keep it yeah, going? Yeah, let's, let's wrap this shit up. Let's wrap right, it up for uh, the night. Yeah, hey, Kirk, we get done. Don't hang up. I got some some business to talk to you about. All right, so you guys are going to call each other off off this group because uh, <laughs> this no, is being recorded. Shit. <laughs> go, some soprano shit. Uh, all right, Kirk, final thoughts. My final thoughts are, if you're going to text Hilly and bribe him to come down to see you, <laughs> <laughs> Don't mention the word manpower in it. 
just leave the words beer and truck and, and don't 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 worry about manpower cuz it doesn't work. He he magically then happens to have a birthday party to go to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh shit. That's fine. Uh, that's okay. good. <laughs> uh, you know, Illy, final thought. Uh final thought, if you're gonna get twelve plus inches of rain, make sure there's no debris in your boat <laughs> that can plug up the drain hole. Because you're going to come out the next day with your tires flat and your store drive boxes all full of water and your 12 volt battery floating around in the back of the boat. So make sure it's cleaned out before it rains. I like it. I like it. All right. My final thought is if you're going to get into coaching the game of basketball, uh, give your email address out in your phone number out to everyone because some of the opportunities that, that come your way are invaluable and uh, could could end up being some kind of door opener for you. So uh, I, I know I shared with you guys an invitation that I got to go up to Ball State. And, uh, you know, you every time you run into a coach, give them, give them your email address. Give them your, your cell phone number because you never know what's going to happen, what what could develop out of that. So uh, that's that's my advice to any up-and-coming guy who wants to get into coaching basketball. Anytime you run into somebody, there's nobody too big, there's nobody too small to go and talk to. So uh, that's kind of my, my uh, final thought. Perfect. Cool. Awesome. All right, boys. Well, uh that's it for Sports More with HTC. Make sure you keep your uh, hilly hot, your tea bag full, your perks popping, and your beer cold.